Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Welcome back, Legacy Leaders, to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast presented to you by the coaches at Legacy Leadership Learning Group. This is a show where we teach you really what it takes to live as a leader worth following, how to lead others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for generations to come. Uh, I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., along with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr. How's it going, leaders? It is officially day 14 of No Haircut for Devon. So <laughs> don't worry, we're getting close though. Uh, we're getting close. I'm trying to time it right before uh, we end up taking a trip. I got a business trip and then a personal trip. So if you're watching us on the YouTube, the vidcast, um, that would explain the series of hats you maybe have noticed over the past <laughs> couple of episodes. <laughs> I'm trying to do the good people uh, some justice. We want you to focus on the lesson and, and the mission and not what's going on with this hairline. Um, even though the facial hair is looking pretty scruffy too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we thank you for thinking about us and our viewers. Uh, if you're watching us, yeah, do it for the people. Got to. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, we'd love uh, for you to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and then share you know, this, uh, this video and this content with another leader that you know would gain benefit from this, uh, this topic, which is mind mapping. And we're going to get into details specifically about what this episode uh, is going to be about and what we're going to be breaking down for you. If you're new or one of our loyal listeners, please feel free to rate and review the podcast as well. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, and again, we, we truly, truly love hearing from uh, our legacy leaders out there and our folks that ride with us that listen, that watch. Uh, so leave a review, leave comments, because uh, we do read them. Uh, we do engage and we do go back and forth uh, with our community, which is growing. Uh, we actually now have the community section on the YouTube channel as we've surpassed the thousand subscriber milestone. Yeah, so very happy, very happy about that. Uh, so look for different types of engagement. Again, if you're one of, uh, of our loyal legacy leaders that uh, watch us uh, and follow us on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to have to add some cheering in and post after, <laughs> after this. I add in the little audio. Some, some claps. Cheering. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge milestone, man. We're excited. Yeah, absolutely. Thankful. Very thankful. Uh, and yeah, just, you know, obviously we've been putting in work and investing in what we do. Uh, and it's good to see, you know, kind of those, those milestones as we continue to grow. Um, so we're going to get into actually let's let's jump into there first, man, because we talked about YouTube and and uh, some legacy leaders leaving comments and how we like to engage. So we let you know last week that this particular episode, we were going to be still focusing on mind mapping, but how mind mapping can help you 
with your life in general. So last week was all about the entrepreneur and business runners and how you can use that in that specific space of your life. But now we're going to be transitioning into your life. Uh, but actually, one of the, the comments that we got from our legacy leaders uh, helped us a little bit more kind of define the direction uh, and specifically what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so like you mentioned, I mean, we are highly engaged. Um, if, you, if you've listened to the last episode, you heard us talk a little bit about all the different hats we wear um, mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs and L3G coaches. So everything from, again, video editing, audio editing, create creative directors, you know, running the business and the marketing arm and engagement arm. Uh, and so as a part of our hat on the for the engagement arm, <clears throat> We were going through the comments on the last video, and one of our legacy leaders, who's actually a doctor, um, you know, uh, just provided some feedback around our last episode about mind mapping, and it really helped to um, inspire us on the direction that we wanted to take this next episode as we talk about mind mapping your life. And so I just wanted to share uh, his comment with the community and then talk about how that inspired us specifically. All right, but uh, what he shared was that... Um, Hey, uh, I'm, I use mind maps all the time, and there is some fantastic insight here. So I appreciate that. appreciate you recognizing it. <laughs> um, but organizing thoughts, doing a simple mind dump can help to hone in on a particular focus and creating an outline on some of the best features of mind maps that you mentioned. In medicine, anytime we are learning about some specific organ system, it becomes increasingly important to connect back to the big picture. Mm. Right? Connect back to the big picture. As you progress, the uh, as you progress, the emphasis on these connections become incredibly important. Why? Well, clinically, this is how the body reacts. Understanding big picture concepts and why and how specific details impact the big picture is the basic gist of understanding systems in general. And as you know, the body is just one colossal system comprised of millions of smaller subsystems. Uh, I recently read this book called The Compound Effect. And I did have an epiphany about how mind maps help you identify particular minutia that compound to lead to some good event or some lousy event. I never really thought about this connection regarding how things compound and at the scale at which they impact systems and the layers of domains that this influences. So as I was reading, um, you know, Sohel's comment, right, um, you know, I, I couldn't help but be a bit inspired, right, because we talked about mind mapping your life. And mm -hmm. when you really think about um, what we're passionate about and something that we've always talked about, about sharpening your saw, about how you have to be operating at peak you in a multitude of areas in order to really deliver as a leader, um, as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, right, as a professional, right? Like you have to be good on the health front. You have to be good on the mental front. You have to be good in your, your relationships. You have to be good in your finances, right? And that is a part of all of those different facets make up the, the big system that is you, right? The mm -hmm. big system that is you, right? So uh, getting back to his comment about tying back to the big picture, understanding these smaller systems, of, you know, how things are going uh, from a health perspective, how things are going from a relationship perspective, how things are going in your personal life from a finances perspective can help to tie back to the bigger system of you. So um, I love the fact that he mentioned the book, The Compound Effect, because uh, that's essentially what we've been talking about, you know, on this legacy leader journey as we break broke uh, down these various concepts is this compound effect that helps to make you a leader worth following 
um, one that can lead others to do the same and leave a legacy for generations to come. So we're going to talk about your mind mapping your life from a health, relationships, and finances perspective with the intent of leveraging the compound effect to make you a better leader overall. So I'm really excited to get into those concepts today. I am too. So what I heard by that is I am the big picture. Yes, you are the big yes, picture. Yes, I am the big picture. <laughs> And we're going to break down, as Devon just mentioned, three key areas, not just in my life, but in your life as well, uh, that we can we can really focus on using mind mapping. And you may not have necessarily considered using mind mapping for these type of, of issues or challenges or just areas of your life. But again, a very, very good tool, as Devon just explained, for a multitude of areas in your life. Uh, so we're going to start off with relationships. Yes, relationships. They got to be nurtured. Right. Relationships have to be nurtured. I think of, of a garden uh, and when you're planting seeds and you're growing flowers, um, Valentine's Day passed about a month ago, so ago. But I bought some flowers for my daughters. The flowers started to die, so I didn't grow any new ones, but I went and bought some new flowers. But I'm just thinking about the watering process. I'm thinking about having to nurture flowers and nurture your, your garden so that it can grow and also making sure that the weeds that start to come about, uh, we hadn't cut our grass for about three months. We're here in Orlando at, during the wintertime. The grass just wasn't growing, but it was time to do so. But there were some weeds. There were weeds growing, and you have to pull those weeds because if you don't nurture, if you don't do that, uh, you can get a variety of nasty things growing in your garden, growing in your yard. And it could even choke out you know, some of the other healthy plants that you have. And you don't want that, right? You could also have, you know, uh, some sharp thorns growing in some of the weeds and other plants and things like that. Things that are just obviously not good for the environment, right? So we're talking about the relationship. So when you build this relationship mind map and think about how can I nurture the relationships that are most important to me, and one of the first things we can do is really think about what are those relationships? So in this particular mind map example, relationships are going to be in the center. That is going to be the middle for us. Um, you can obviously, as we've been talking about, right, write out the word relationships. You can get a picture. Uh, maybe you have a picture of you and your spouse or just other relationships or even an icon of, you know, a couple or people together, a group of folks. But that's going to be the middle. And then we start to build out the branches from there and you can put names of the important people in your life. Uh, and then those sub branches are going to be these key words that you come up with from asking yourself some of these following questions. So for, for me, obviously I'm thinking about my wife, I'm thinking about my children, uh, I'm thinking about my siblings, my parents, um, my friends, my brothers in Christ, the people that are closest to me. Uh, how can I show this person that I value them and the time that we spend together? That's just one question, right? So if I'm thinking about the branch with my wife, thinking about the branch with my children, how can I show this person or my children that I value them and I, and I value the time that we spend together? Another branch, how can I increase the time that I spend with this person and make it count? Uh, what can I learn from this person? You know, what are their core values? How does that match mine if I'm talking about uh, friendships that I have? Uh, for family members, you know, what are things that we can do to to make beautiful memories? So again, I'm starting off with relationships as a main center. I'm branching out these different relationships that I have with the most important people in my life. And then I start to ask myself these important questions to then start creating the sub branches within my mind map. Yeah. So 
that's helpful in terms of the framework. And as you're working through it, you want to start leveraging, um, you know, things that you you may have already gotten some exposure to. And if not, then I strongly recommend you consider some of these things. But, you know, um, starting with like, um, you know, the five love languages. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something that um, I just thought was really profound, um, something that I've consumed. I actually have a book. Um, I actually have a book. I think I got as a recommendation from you, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we went through the class several years ago and, and went through the book. Yeah, very good. Highly recommend. Right. But um, as you learn more about your partner and again, I love the fact that you're not just talking about your relationship with your spouse. Right. But you need to think about the totality of your relationships, your relationship mm -hmm. with your spouse, your family members, right? your, your, your parents, your, your um, siblings, um, your children, your friends, right, your business partners, um, even your relation, your relationship with your faith, right, your relationship with your faith and really breaking down in these areas. Right. So am I meeting them on their terms? Am I making sure that I'm feeding, right? Um, I'm feeding um, their love language in terms of how I de demonstrate value. It's about being intentional. Um, a lot of things that we talk about, um, you know, with our legacy leaders is all about um, intention, right? Like intention um, as a legacy leader, being in intentional about how we spend our time, being intentional about how we communicate, being intentional about goal setting, being intentional about how we approach mind mapping in, in our relationships, right? Um, and so if I know, for example, that uh, for, you know, uh, for the missus, she prefers, you know, acts of, of kindness, acts of service, right? Well, in my value box, now I need to make sure that I'm outlining acts of service that demonstrate to her that I value, I value her relationship, I value our time together. How can I make mm -hmm. sure that that's demonstrated? Um, <clears throat> if, um, if I know that, for example, um, time is important to her and making sure that I'm spending ample time, what steps, what tangible steps am I going to take or that I can take to be intentional about my time, intentional about how I spend my time? Is it pre-planning and saying, hey, you know, we're going to have, you know, at least two, you know, two dates a month without the kids. We're going to drop them off somewhere. Right. Um, is it, um, you know, being intentional about saying, hey, um, each, you know, each month we're going to start a new show um, series that we're going to go through together or a new book that we're going to read together. Um, we're going to be intentional about on the weekends getting out and doing a physical activity with the family. Uh, again, going through each one of those sub branches, those subsystems that feed into the larger system, the larger subsystem of your relationships, because you have to be you have to have your basis covered there. And again, in order to be operating at uh, peak you, um, I know you talked about, um, you know, creating memories um, and this one, the one that you mentioned about uh, how can I serve this person um, really started, uh, really started to make me think about uh, my relationship with my faith. Right. And being intentional about identifying ways that I can serve and serve in the community and be a vessel for um, for Christ and my beliefs and. Um, ensuring that I have that covered down on that front. And mm -hmm. um, uh, again, you know, from a time perspective, you know, I naturally thought about, uh, you know, how can I be intentional about my time uh, and showing how I value our relationship as friends, as business partners, right? How can I be intentional about ensuring that I'm giving time to that to nurture that relationship? Because uh, obviously nurturing all of these relationships are critical um, if you want to be able to get the most out of them and give the most to them 
right? Because it's not just about what you can get from the relationship. It's also about what you can give, right? Uh, and so um, in order to ensure that you can get the most out of them, but also give the most to them, you have to be intentional about addressing each one of these areas. Uh, I love how you how you broke that down. Uh, and that's just a great way to, to look at it, right? So you can go to, to their website, uh, the five love languages, and you can take the assessments. I think you can take it for free as well through there. Uh, but going through the course, reading the book, obviously you get much more in-depth look at it. Uh, but I, I love how you we use that concept to make the mind map itself, right? So, because it is all about nurturing it and what can I do to love this person, to make them feel special. Uh, I hear people talk, you know, that's my love language. This is my love language. I guess people can have, you know, their love language could be whatever they want it to be. But specifically with this book, we're talking about acts of service, uh, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch. And what's the other one? Uh, There's one more. Time, touch, acts of service, um, words of affirmation. So I know it's clearly low on the list for us. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I was going to say uh, words of affirmation um, is number one for me, actually. Um, let me see here real quick. I guess that's why we're boys. Uh, we're so, the, the similarity. So, yeah, my, my number one is words of affirmation. My second one is is actually physical touch. Um, so my wife is physical. Gifts. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. I guess I don't like giving gifts. Yeah, same, here, same here, bro. I suck at like, uh, you know, like even surprises and stuff like that. Like, you know, trying, you know, trying to surprise people. Like, you know, like what you want? And tell me what you yeah. want. All right, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna make sure I get it. But, um, but yeah. But, but what I like about that, because you know, we talk about one of the, the the key things about using mind maps is that it as you allow yourself to go through that creative process, that you can you can uncover things and think about things that maybe weren't necessarily so obvious for you as you continue to drill down. So if you know that, you know, your spouse's love language or one of their love language is quality time, and there's a difference, right? Because you gave some examples, their quality time can be, no, I want to sit down and have a conversation. I want to talk and let's go to a coffee shop. Or you know what, the quality of time can also be for them. I'm okay just sitting down, not talking, but watching a movie or going through our shows and those type of things. So if I know quality time is that love language, then I start to break that down even more. And again, what are some ways based on what they prefer, not what I prefer, but what they prefer, how can I spend, make those memories and spend quality time? If it's gifts, okay, let me get creative. You know, what type of gifts can I provide? Uh, if it's words of affirmation, all right, you know, how, how many different ways can I describe to this individual, you know, what I truly appreciate about them and, and, you know, why I care about them and the things that, that I admire about that individual. I just thought that was a, a great example of how to, to use mind maps to really dive deeper into the relationships using the five love languages and, and really just helping to, to, to meet people where they're at. And like you said, the other important piece is that we're serving them, right? Cause when you're nurturing that relationship, uh, and I know it's kind of a slip. You said spend time, right? But it's not. We're investing, right? We're investing time. We're investing our resources. We're investing our thoughts into truly loving this person. And to the to the beginning, showing them how much we value them and value that relationship that we have in our life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I, I love too because you're right. Like being able to leverage the mind map to approach each one of those is actually a really good way to keep yourself honest. Because again, as you guys witness. Um, because receiving gifts is low on our love language because it's not like it's not something that feeds me 
Um, I know that people enjoy doing it, but it doesn't tell me that like I'm I'm valued, right? Um, I don't I just don't get um, as much out of it as others may. Um, but you may have a spouse, your significant other, your 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 siblings, your your um, you know your parent, whoever it is. They may value gifts, receiving gifts, and so without the mind map, that wouldn't be come front of mind for me as the first thing that I need to think about in terms of how do I again meet this person where they're at and really truly demonstrate that I value the relationship. And so being able to go through that. Um, and just keep yourself honest and you may have somebody who, um, again, does value receiving gifts. And then now you can leverage the mind map to unlock your creativity. Think about different ways that you can do that. Um, like I mentioned, again, my uh, my love language is uh, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation um, is not instinctually, uh, you know, Gabriella's uh, love language. Right. Um, but she's found a way to meet me where I'm at, right? She's found a way to meet me where I'm at and vice versa. So she's found what works for her. So again, yeah. like, you know, stuff like leaving notes on um, the mirror um, in the morning. And so when she leaves, like, you know, and I'm getting up to start my day, then I see it, right? And then that's how I receive my words of affirmation. Um, so again, um, if you're leveraging the mind map properly, um, you can cover down all your bases, meet people where they're at. So again, that you can invest the time, the effort, the energy needed so that you can give the most, give the most to the relationship um, and make sure that you're, you know, you're operating at 100 percent in that space. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, again, these are just examples. Uh, I think it's a really great one. Uh, again, using, you know, the, the five love languages and kind of incorporating that into this mind map that you're going to create for your relationships. But you may have other ideas that you want to explore. But that's the beauty of using mind maps is that it gives you the opportunity to be creative, to explore and just to let your mind really go. And, and again, uncover things that maybe were not even necessarily you the first things that you thought about. Uh, so continue to dig deep and look for other ways, you know what I mean, to, to make those relationships work and bring joy to that person, bring joy to these different relationships that, uh, that I know, you know, mean most to us and I'm sure mean the most to you and our legacy leaders out there. Um, and look for those connections as you continue to build out your mind map to make stronger bonds. Uh, I think if, you know, if nothing else, so much has gone on, you know, going on over the last year or so, uh, but just the importance of those strong relationships and, and what they mean to us, definitely in, in some of the great moments in our lives, but even in some of the most challenging, having those strong bonds to, to share that experience and have people that are on your side to help you through that. So um, very good. Very good. I like that. I like that. This was not the five love languages podcast, but hey, we, we're very diverse. diverse. Yeah, we're very diverse in our, our, our knowledge and topics uh, and relationships. But hey, hopefully uh, we get some kudos for for breaking that down because uh, it means a lot to us. Yes. And and, and funny enough, uh, Stacy is is the same way. Uh, I think, you know, um, kind of some challenges, but she she makes it work when it comes to in her, like you said, special way, giving words of affirmation. That's how you know that people really care, especially yeah. when it's not a strong suit, but they, they make it work and they do, they do the best that they possibly can. So number one was relationships. Bam. There you go. Breaking it down for you. The second thing we're going to focus on when it comes to using my maps to really improve your life is your health, right? So we talked about three relationships. Most important, uh, and I appreciate you also talking about your faith and even your relationship with God and, and even my mapping that out and what I can do to, to strengthen that relationship, uh, your health, because if you're not healthy mentally, 
physically, spiritually, you know, you're really not going to have everything that you need to take care of those most important relationships in your life. So we started off with relationships. Now we're going to get into health. Um, and then the last thing we're going to talk about uh, after this is going to be goals, uh, specifically for your finances, because if you ain't healthy, it doesn't really matter how much money you have. You want to make sure that you're healthy enough to invest it, make the right type of decisions um, and and enjoy the, the growth of the investments and the finances that you have. Uh, so just like before, we're talking about health and how this impacts every area of your life. Uh, a health mind map contains these specific components that we're going to be breaking down for you. Again, just like we did with relationships, health is going to be in the middle of your mind map. Maybe you want to have a picture of somebody working out. Uh, you can have a picture of somebody doing some type of exercise, maybe a picture of a heart that typically is kind of an icon for good health. Uh, whatever, be creative with it. You know, Whatever you want to, to signify health for you, make sure that that's in the middle. And then there's a number of branches that you can add when it comes to this mind map for health. Uh, your immune system. Something that's big for me is sleep, exercise, uh, meditation, maybe it's addictions or vices, stress relief, the type of exercises that you do. Uh, so these are all branches that we can start with to, to really continue to build out our health mind map. Yeah, what I like about, <clears throat> again, just mind maps in general is it invites you to dig deeper. It invites you to mm -hmm. dive deeper, right? Like to drill down deeper. So like you mentioned immune system, right? An immune system could be where you where you really start to dive into your nutrition because we understand the importance of nutrition and how that plays a role, um, obviously, in your immune system. And then even from there, you have more sub branches, right? So what all fall, falls under nutrition? Well, um, it could be dietary supplements. It could be, um, you know, your individual meals, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, right? And then even from there, okay, well, what is the type of balance nutrition I need to have in order to have the physical fitness and immune system and lifestyle that I need to have so that I'm operating at 100%, right? And then that's when we get into discussions around, like, your macros, understanding your macros and uh, making sure that you're having the right carb intake. And then so what, what are the appropriate type of carbs and the protein? What are the appropriate type of protein, right? The fats, what are the appropriate types of fat, right? What are the different th things that you can create? And, again, it just really starts to spur that creativity and that thought process and, um I, I just I want to emphasize that because, you know, having been a person who um, for the majority of my life, like, again, since I was a, a jit jit, right, um, having to, you know, play, you know, play sports and eat and nutrition and think about those things. Right. I know how sometimes overwhelming it can be to, to say, OK, well, I need to eat right. Like, well, what do I buy? Like, what do I what do I start? What do I get? Right. And sometimes it's easier to have a lack of discipline when it comes from a, when it comes to a nutritional perspective because you know you don't really have the the bandwidth or you know you you don't want to feel overwhelmed by thinking about all the different things that you have to do and then prepping the meals and then cooking and all that stuff right so you start to hit easy buttons well mcdonald's mm -hmm. is easy right Chip, chipotle is easy and well what can i get from these places that kind of meet some of my nutritional needs um <clears throat> And uh, I, I'm here to tell you that while, you know, so a component of that may be met, right, you're not necessarily, it doesn't mean that you're living a healthy lifestyle, right? Like, um, I'll be one of the first people to tell you because, you know, I, I used to hit this as a cheat code. But, like, yeah, you can go to uh, McDonald's and get a double quarter pounder with cheese, and that's about 48 grams of protein if you're focused solely on your protein, right, intake. But what does that also mean for your fat intake? 
What does that mean mm-hmm. for your sodium intake? And how does that align with, you know, again, your nutritional goals and your immune system goals, right? You want to think about this thing holistically. How does this feed the bigger system of you? You can't just hit the protein goal, right? And then blow your sodium goal out of the water. And now you hit your protein intake, but you also got high cholesterol. Like that defeats the purpose, right? Um, and so these mind maps allow you to, um, it spurs creativity and it allows you to really start to dive deeper. Um, right. So we talked a little bit about your immune system, proper sleep. There's a lot that goes into proper sleep. Right. I know that you mentioned that's really important to uh, important to use, really important to Gabriella. Um, for me, uh, I've just I've found what works for me um, again, just the way my body's wired, no matter what time I go to sleep, like it does not matter without fail. Like literally at like the four or five hour mark, I get up like my body wakes up and is like, all right, bro, you up. Right. Like you got all the sleep that you need. But that works for me. But there's a lot of things that feed into that. Right. Like when we think about um, what it takes in order to have proper, you know, the proper sleep. Right. That means what type of environment, you know, down to the simple stuff, what type of pillow, what type of mattress. Um, do you need some type of uh, aromatherapy? Do you need a humidifier? Like just all of these different things that feed into creating the environment so that you can have the best sleep possible so that you can operate at the peak version of you, right? So that you can give 110% in all of these other areas that you're called to give to, um, you know, as a, as a leader, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, like all of those things. Right. And so you can't, um, you can't just, you know, you know, give 110% and mind map the hell out of your business plan and your business strategy and not take that same not level your of life. importance yeah. and do it in your life because you're not going to be able to deliver in your business. You're just not, mm-hmm. right? Well, again, it comes back to what we continue to preach about sharpening your saw, about exercising balance, about taking care of you. Um, like all of those things have to be hitting at 110%. So um, I really love the fact that, you know, we're talking about the health because there's a lot of different ways you can leverage mind maps to address all those different areas in your health. Like you said, immune system, proper sleep, exercise. You guys already know how we feel about that meditation. We've talked about meditation and just being centered to we're blue in the face, um, you know, uh, stress relief, addictions. Uh, and again, addictions is another one, you know, coming to grips with maybe the vices that you have. Right. The vices that you have and um, being intentional about drilling down to the root cause and then identifying ways that you can uh, avoid them, curb them and recover if they've started to, again, take hold on your life. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, this is important. No, I, I love I mean, it's, it's it seems so simplistic. Uh, there's obviously there's a little bit of, of work that that would need to go into this. Um, but it, it's, I love how you, okay, we're talking about health, right? And, and again, one of your sub branches could be sleep because sleep is so important. If you're trying to lose weight, it affects your hormone levels, which affects your ability to lose weight. So how much sleep am I going to get? Right. Um, but what are the different things that I need to look at the environment that I, I'm in and that I'm creating the nutrition, you know, not just what I'm eating during the day, but what am I eating prior to me going to bed? What does that look like? All of those things are important. I like how you even talked about, you know, the the food perspective, right? And the, the nutritional perspective. So you talked about the macros. Uh, well, I have compound carbs. What does that look like? And maybe you don't know, but you can start to do that research, dig a little bit deeper and start breaking that down. You know, we talked about fats. There's healthy fats. There's obviously, there's non-healthy fats, you know, 
uh, for healthy fats, you know, I want to look at salmon, I want to look at avocados, I want to look at uh, cashews and almonds, but really, again, just really getting down to the nitty gritty and breaking all of those things down. And if you need to, doing the research to help you in that process. Um, it's just a cool way to to invest time in helping you with your personal matters, just as you would, as we talked about last week, uh, as an entrepreneur or a, a business owner. Uh, we, we keep talking about sharpening the saw. If you've never heard that concept or talk or heard us talk about the four areas. Uh, so, you know, the four things that you should be focusing on on a daily or weekly basis, spiritually, mentally, emotionally uh, and physically. Right. You can always, always go back to season one. Uh, the episode is actually called Iron Mike, which is episode six in season one. Uh, but that one we dive really, really heavy into that concept of sharpening the saw and breaking those four areas down for you. Uh, and then you can listen to see what Iron Mike and Mike Tyson, how that all plays together <laughs> in that as well. Uh, that was a good one. That Definitely good appreciate one. that one. Yeah. Um, but again, just a really, really good way, you know, that, uh, that you've broken that down for our legacy leaders. So I appreciate that, man. Of course. Well, what, and the, the thing that I hope that people are picking up on, right. Is we keep coming back to this theme about investing, right? Like investing in the relationship. So again, I love the fact that you called this out and I'm doubling down on it. Right. Which is, Mm -hmm. um, it does seem simple, but it does require an investment up front, right? We, you know, if you recall the the comment that kind of spurred um, you know, or inspired us to break down these specific topics, right? We talked about the systems, right, and how you know the the body is a large colossal system, right? <clears throat> We're talking about uh, uh, actually it's a large colossal system comprised of subsystems, so mm-hmm. we'll really challenge you to create the subsystems that you need to to operate the larger system, which is you at peak capacity, right? So what are those subsystems, right? These are things about breaking down and developing a system, developing a system for maintaining and nurturing relationships, right? Uh, If you were just flying by the seat of your pants, if you're just um, hoping that when you're in close proximity to somebody that you'll be able to nurture the relationship, like absent of a system, I'm telling you guys, you're not gonna be able to sustain it. It's not gonna be successful, right? The fact that Jimmy and I have been able to maintain our relationship over 12 years we're talking about a decade uh, plus relationship or friendship that we have been through uh, quite a bit uh, with one another and there to support one another and there's been times where we've been in close proximity like coming into the same office every single day and there's been periods of times where we're operating in different spaces we got distance between us right in terms of mileage and all that stuff we couldn't maintain this type of relationship if we did not have a system in place if we were not intentional about investing in the relationship, reaching out, checking in on one another, having conversations, having conversations not related to the podcast, not just waiting to have conversations when we're right on mic and on camera, right? And so um, the same is true for our legacy leaders out there. We're challenging you to invest the time to create the systems from a relationships perspective, from a health perspective, and next from a finance perspective, so that once you have the system operating, right, then from there it's about maintenance, and, mm-hmm. and anybody can tell you once you get the system going, you kind of get the momentum going for you. The rest takes care of itself. Right. The rest takes care of itself. And then you can tweak your system for how the circumstances may change. But the foundation of your system remains the same. Right, Remains the same. Uh, 
Excellent point. I mean, everything that, you know, that we, we teach to our legacy leaders, you know, again, is how do you, how do you take care of yourself in a way, again, because you can't serve somebody from an empty plate. So focusing on yourself so that you can focus and serve others uh, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, or just a business runner in, in the, the corporate environment that you may be working in. But in all of those different areas, uh, in order to make it easy for yourself, especially if you're a solopreneur, right, and you have so many hats that you have to wear, is having systems in place that once they start going, it takes care of things and it makes the process for you so much easier. Uh, so I love how you you compare that, right, to what we're talking about from a life perspective. Once you have these systems and these processes in place, uh, it makes things easier. It's not always going to be easy, but it will make it easier to to maintain uh, a healthy balance mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally as well. So when we talk about health, again, making sure that you're focusing on that emotional aspect as well uh, is, is definitely a huge, huge component. But it is all about investing, right? Investing time uh, and, and, and nurturing the, the kind of the garden bed that we talked about at the very beginning. Uh, so when we talk about investments, you may typically think about finances, and that's going to be the next topic that we discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> when it comes to finances, right, uh, planning, uh, financial planning is just a, another large component of your life, right? And, um, you know, I know that you all have either expressed this or seen it expressed or, you know, seen it in some type of meme. But unfortunately, um, school does not teach us the basics of managing money, creating it and being able to save it, even though that's a large part of what we do uh, as adults, right? As adults. Um, I can tell you the Pythagorean theorem, uh, but um, it took me, you know, learning on my own in my uh, early and mid twenties about the concept of compound interest by myself um, to really start to understand some of the foundational things of, um, you know, managing money, right? But that doesn't mean that just because you're not taught it through school or through other, you know, traditional education means that you should ignore that part of your life. In fact, it's the opposite, right? Like, it should actually push you, should push you to have better stewardship over your money, better control over your money, better understanding of that facet, right? To build a system that works for you and not the other way around. And so uh, there are a number of ways to uh, make a finance, uh, financial or finance uh, mind map. Um, you know, I would say for this one, we can probably use like a similar format that we did to health, right? Where you would put finances in that, that center bubble, right? That center bubble. Right. And then from there, there are a couple of different main branches that you may want to consider. Right. Um, savings and investment. We all know that we all have an aspiration. We all have the, the, the goal in mind of not having to work anymore in order to live. Right. And wanting to be in a position where we can stop working, really enjoy life, really enjoy the latter years of our life. Um, spending spending with family and go and do the things that we desire to do right well you need to have considerable savings and investments to be able to make that um, you know a reality um, you know you may want to consider insurance and disability right and the things that are important from that perspective and how that uh, plays a role in your life you may have different needs than other individuals right maybe you have somebody in your family immediate family that's of special needs right and so the um the challenges that that presents and the things you need to account for from a financial perspective is a lot different than others, right? And so planning that out, emergency cash, right? Um, I think some of these things, 
you know, may have uh, hit us more recently than others as we've gone through, you know, 2020. And we found ourselves, a lot of us in positions where we were furloughed. We had no reserves, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you had no reserves. Maybe you had nothing saved up. Maybe you didn't know how you were going to be able to, um, you know, uh, make ends meet for the next month, right? And, um, you know, maybe you were fortunate enough to be able to take advantage of some of those, uh, you know, government systems or assistance that was out there, whether it's unemployment and some of the stuff they did there or, uh, the forbearance assistance that some of these places have, you know, been able to provide, right? But think about it. Like, what position would you have been if those things didn't come to fruition? Do you want to find yourself as a entrepreneur? Can you afford to find yourself as, as a leader in your family, as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, at the mercy of, um, you know, elected officials and, you know, um, a large government infrastructure Right. To determine whether or not you're going to be able to take care of what you're responsible for. Do you want to Mm -hmm. be in that position? Right. Um, And I can tell you, having gone through that experience um, this last year, you you all may have heard me talk about it before. If not, you're introduced to us for the first time. Right. Um, I've shared about the fact that last year um, was a huge transformational year for me in the sense that I found myself um, again furloughed. um, You know, after being with the organization for about, you know, 12, 13 years. Right. And then trying to figure out what the next steps were for me. Fortunately, um, early in my, you know, early in my 20s and I really, you know, made a concerted effort to invest in my understanding of finances and understanding that I need to have control over those things so that when the unexpected happened, we were fortunate enough to have a reserves and have emergency savings and be able to have things in place to float us until I figured out what the next step was. Right. Um, And while there was there was definitely assistance out there i can tell you just from my own experience right because like you know when i got furloughed i I, you know i got the the note or the communications like hey you guys will be you'll be eligible the government is providing unemployment so you can just apply for that right and we're not going to fight it we're going to make sure that it's approved so that you know you have what you need right okay cool they made it as easy as possible right in order to get unemployment and even with the government the um and the company i was working for making it as easy as possible I did not receive, I, I filed, I did not receive a single check from unemployment until three months, four months after I got furloughed. Four months. And mm-hmm. the, funny, the, the funny thing about it, I was laughing with Gabriella about this. I got my first unemployment check at the same time I got my first new check from my new company. Because yeah. <laughs> I found a new opportunity. I was like, oh, what the hell? Is that? I'm not unemployed anymore. I'm employed. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we owe you money from the past, you know, uh, four months. Okay, I appreciate that. Right. Um, but again, it's having an understanding of these things and being intentional and right. You don't have to be, this is, this is the thing that, um, I love, um, you know, and, and as you do this mind map, like one of the things to keep yourself anchored to is you don't have to be Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos in order to understand these things or even start to make an investment in, in this, this area, right? It's about being intentional. It's about, uh, again, the compound effect. You know, the fact, the reason why I was able to be in a position to take care of our family and float us for those, you know, those four months because of these reserves is because I had already been practicing the system of investing and contributing to emergency savings and all that stuff for years, for years, right? And so it was a compound effect. It was a compound effect of years of 
putting money aside and making sure that I'm paying myself first and making sure that I'm living within a certain means and making sure that only a certain percentage of my finances was going towards uh, entertainment versus the essentials versus savings. It was only through those systems and the compound effect of that that I was able to find myself in a position where, where I needed it. I was in a great, I was in a great position. I was definitely in a better position than most because I had to have conversations with, you know, family members and friends who found themselves in similar situations. And unfortunately, they did not have that type of system in place to be able to take advantage of um, when they really needed it, right? And so um, this is your wake-up call if, you know, if last year didn't serve as a wake-up call, this is your wake-up call for our entrepreneurs, for our solopreneurs, for our leaders, for our professionals. It's are you right now, today, in a position to take care of your family, right, from a finances perspective? Are you able to take care of your responsibilities if you got the call tomorrow that your job no longer existed? If you had to figure it out, right? If you had to figure it out, are you in the position? If the answer to that question is no, then you owe it to yourself to invest the time in mind mapping it out and really addressing these areas, some of the areas that we've called out as examples and really starting the work of creating that system today, creating that system today so that you can benefit from that compound effect, right? And then once you get the, the foundational stuff taken care of, right, your emergency savings and understanding your insurance, uh, and understanding um, your expenses and all that, then you can start working towards some of those bigger things of, you know, savings and investment, right? How do I diversify my portfolio, right? And diverse, that's just a fancy way of people saying, how do I have multiple ways that I can receive revenue, right? Um, when they say diversify your portfolio, right? So, you know, is it real estate, right? Is it getting into cryptocurrency, which I know people, you know, just at the face of it, like you hear it and you're like, oh man, that sounds like, you know, some crazy Star Trek, Space Age. Guys, I promise you, the information is out there. It's really, really simple. To, it's really, really simple to understand when you take the time to read it and, and digest it, right? The assets that exist out there and how you can start making, again, incremental investments to build towards that bigger investment, that bigger goal of financial freedom, right? Through these compound effects. One thing that that stood out to me, it could it could be its own branch uh, to to start this whole process, or it could be its own mind map altogether. Because some of the the uh, the concepts and and words and vocabulary that you just use, people you know maybe they're new to that. So the the branch that you can start with, or again, this could be its own mind map, is financial education. And what are the things do I need to learn? So you mentioned that foundation to give me that solid foundation. Um, you know, a, a couple of a couple of books out there that, you know, f for somebody starting out, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm -hmm. by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, yep, definitely got to read that one. Money Makeover uh, by Dave Ramsey and, and, and two complete opposite ends of the spectrum in, in kind of how they see debt. And, and there, but get it, read it, digest it. And, and then you, you know, you implement it and use what works for you. <clears throat> But those are just a couple of books that you can start with. Uh, and maybe again, it's it's you're interested in real estate, but I need to start learning more about real estate. And what does that mean? Is it flipping houses? Is it being a landlord and having rental properties? Uh, is it going to be tax liens? Uh, there's so many different aspects of that, right? So that can be that can be your start is providing yourself that solid foundation, getting some of those basics out the way and then start to implement, right? And start to break down because when it comes to Dave Ramsey, Maybe you don't even have a budget. Like you don't even know how to budget your money. So 
talking about investing the money and where should it go, if you don't even know where your money's going right now, um, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to decide where you should be putting it because you don't know where your money is actually slipping through the cracks. Uh, so those can be definitely some some starting points for you is starting there. And as you as you learn and get those those foundational uh, principles underway, then you start moving to, as you mentioned, Devon, breaking out those other sub branches and then start to to put these things into action and put yourself and your family uh, in, in a very uh, safe and a healthier place. Uh, for the short term and for the long term and legacy and leadership. That is a huge part. You know, while we talk about leading in the community and, and leading it in your workplace or leading as, as a business owner uh, behind the scenes, we know we talk a lot about the legacy that we're going to leave for our family with the things that we're doing when it comes to the podcast and our business, but from a financial perspective and, and generational wealth and how do we build those things. So having that solid educational foundation, then starting to implement those things again is going to be a, a huge step for you. And it's that time of the season. If you haven't got your income tax or you're getting an income tax, the STEM checks are right on the way. What you gonna do with the stimmies? You know, but it's 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 an opportunity, right? To to make decisions. What type of decision are you going to make? And maybe it's easy because the situation you're like, I need to do these things with these finances that I'm going to get. Especially if you've been in that situation that maybe you've been furloughed or you don't have a job anymore. Completely, completely understandable. Um, but just think about some of these concepts that we've talked about, and and even if it's a little bit, but how can I start taking some of that? And, and learning more and investing it in the right yeah, way. What I appreciate too is like you highlighting the fact that, you know, maybe financial education is a place to start. You know, maybe it's education, you know, in all of these areas, right? Education in terms of relationships, education in terms of health, and then education in terms of finances. Um, you'll just be surprised that like, yeah, facts, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great right, book. Right, right next to me, life insurance, cool. money and wealth. <laughs> If you don't know, <laughs> leaders are readers. Exactly. You got to read about it and get that education. Well, and, and that's what that's where I think there's a lot of power, right, um, is in educating yourself and in the knowledge. Because, you know, while you know, 2020 is definitely a year of, uh, you know, the pandemic, right, you've also heard people talk about, you know, it's been a pandemic, right, a pandemic in the sense that people have been able to navigate this, this, um, you know, financially trying time period and put themselves in a better position financially for their their family. And they've only been able to do so because they have the foundational financial education so that they can understand how to take advantage of these things, right, and navigate it effectively. I mean, you know, for example, just like a, a, a real quick example of that for our entrepreneurs, our solopreneurs out there, how many of you were able to effectively navigate or understand how to take advantage of the PPP loans that existed out there? I mean, for the first time in you know a long time, you know, the government, they were essentially loaning out money to small businesses and entrepreneurs at close to 0% interest rate, right? Mm -hmm. And also the loan being forgivable. Now, if you don't have an understanding of just kind of financial education and um, how you can take advantage of those things, how to navigate the process of getting those loans forgiven, right, while still being able to leverage them in order to fund your business, in order to fund your PPE, in order to fund maybe um, 
you know, keeping people employed, or maybe you were a service worker or hospitality worker, and you got your wages cut, and as, as well, like, and so you act as a, a contract employee, right? Um, you're a 1099, so you, in your mind, you're essentially your own uh, business, right? Um, how you can take advantage of the, the PPP uh, loans that existed, right? Then you may have found yourself not being able to um, take care of your financial responsibilities, and again, being at the mercy of um, you know, again, legislators and just these entities out there and not being in the driver's seat yourself. Right. And so, again, being able to have that education really allows you to um, operate from a place of being intentional and informed. Right. Um, and then being able to make some 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 solid decisions. Like I, I mentioned, again, I shared in, in complete transparency. It was definitely 2020 was a trying time for us in the sense that uh, obviously it was unexpected. But I'm thankful for the the fact that I've been intentional about creating these systems and these are things that were ingrained in me from my father because again we've had plenty of conversations about generational wealth and it's been ingrained in me um, by my friends and people that you know we have similar worldviews and so we have conversations uh, mm -hmm. off mic um, about you know financial independence and financial wellness. I mean, I'm having conversation from my, you know from you, Jimmy, to uh, Rico, to my barber, to my father, like all of these different individuals that that are important people in my life, right? Um, we have these type of discussions, <clears throat> right? And so I'm fortunate that you know because of that that influence and because of the commitment to building a system that has worked for me, um, I was able to navigate. You know, being you know being furloughed, being without a job, to put our family in a better financial position. And um, you know, looking back on it, like I, it just hit me that um, earlier today. But you know, to look back on it in hindsight and, and understand, realize that we went from you know uh, being with a company for you know 12, 13 years to uh, being furloughed um, to you know having to tap my emergency you know um, funds and savings to float us to. Um, being in a better position financially to, you know, you know, uh, entering the, the waters as a landlord right now, having a rental property to starting a business with you um, this year mm -hmm. and just kind of seeing all of those things um, come to fruition and how we were able to navigate that, how I was able to navigate that with my family. Like, I know it's because of those systems. And so when we talk to you, um, legacy leaders, we're sharing from a place of experience and, um, you know, experience and, and, you know, just genuine, sincere advice, because we know what it's mm. like to, to sit on the other end of that conversation, have to carry the weight of those decisions. Um, and if there's anything that we can do in order to continue to help put you in the position so that you can operate at the peak you in this space, like we're going to pass that information on. That's what it's about. That's how you uh, create a legacy for generations to come. It's by, uh, you know, educating as many people as possible so that they can do the same. Amen. Amen. That's it. We need some more applause. That was good. I, I do want to I do want to apologize to our listeners out there because I held up two books excited in the moment because not even thinking that we were going to I mean, we knew what we were going to talk about, but not, you know, necessarily think we we're going to talk about Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And literally the book was right next to me. So I grabbed it. Uh, but Rich Dad Poor Dad, I'll mention it again. The other book I showed is Money, Wealth, Life Insurance, How the Wealthy Use Life Insurance as a Tax-Free Personal Bank to Supercharge Their Savings. Uh, I also mentioned Money Makeover. Um, 
as well. So we'll put we'll actually put links, you know, to those books. Those are things that you're interested. Definitely encourage you to do so to pick those up. Um, all of the Rich Dad Poor Dad um, Money Makeover by I said his name earlier. Oh my gosh, I hate that. Um, okay. But they all have different books. Thank you, Dave Ramsey. They all have different books and systems that it also helps you to teach your children. Right. Because that is so important as an adult, get the financial education. But how do I teach my children as well? So, again, we'll put the links there. Definitely take a look at it. Uh, good foundational uh, information for you. Yeah. I love real quick um, that you mentioned teaching your children, too, because that was probably the most um, rewarding I guess, yeah, I can say rewarding. The most rewarding part of the experience that I had last year mm-hmm. um, or um, what fed me the most through that process was, like, I got an opportunity, especially my oldest, Gio, because um, obviously he's at that age where he's super observant and curious and he's just like a sponge, right? And so he got to have a front row seat to see me navigate that and navigate that type of adversity and um, navigate, you know, having to make, make decisions. Right. Um, and how we were able to reap the benefits of, again, that discipline and that education and having those systems in place. And, um, to this day, you know, there's, you know, there's things that he says that, you know, like he really absorbed that, that lesson, you know, in terms of navigating that and the importance of that saving and the importance of ensuring that financially, Right. You have a really strong foundation and strong financial education. Right. Like he he learned something from those experiences. So to your point, being able to teach your children like that's the that's the next step in terms of truly creating generational wealth. Because you've heard me say it before, Jimmy, and for our legacy leaders, um, you know, I'll share with you just it's my personal belief that, um, you know, having, you know, had the opportunity to be around um, a lot of very financially independent um, and wealthy individuals growing up, um, you know, having the experience that I had, you know, in terms of my education. The thing that I really took away from that experience was that um, those who are financially adept and those who are financially independent, what they pass on to their children is not actual wealth in the sense of dollars. Yeah, they have trust funds and all that other good stuff, right? I mean, if you have the ability to do that, you absolutely should do that. But what they really uh, pass down to their kids is they don't pass down the million dollars. They pass down the knowledge of how to make a million dollars, right? Because when you know how to, when you know how to create wealth, when you know how to create financial independence, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, right? You can navigate those things effectively, right? Now, obviously if you, you know, you have a Kickstarter and stuff like that, um, you know, in terms of a, a little nest egg to get people going and hit the ground running, then yeah, absolutely. Um, that does put them in a, a better position. But um, even absent of that, just having the knowledge of how to navigate these spaces and, you know, how to look at debt differently and how to, you know, exercise financial discipline and budget effectively and then how to, you know, get your money out of, you know, savings and really into investing in different assets and what that means for you and how you can make your money go to work for you. Like it's all of those things that really lead to creating generational wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So legacy leaders, just uh, be reminded that using mind maps in all areas of your personal life, it will help to keep you on track and make life more comfortable as you have a clear path to follow. Uh, and that's that's our desire for you. That's what that's what we're trying to help you with is to create a clearer path for you uh, in your health, 
in your relationships and your finances and in your life overall. Uh, so we hope again that this was uh, of benefit to you. Uh, I know there was a ton of golden nuggets. So if you hear a lot of coin droppings in this one, uh, again, it's because there's a lot of golden nuggets that we shared. But it's one thing to absorb and, that, and digest the information, but I challenge you to take action. We've provided books. There's links in the show notes uh, where you can get those specific books. Uh, maybe you already have some of this information. Take it to the next level. Start to put these things in place and start the process of your health, your relationships, and your finances and nurturing those things, investing in those things, and making the, the best out of them. Um, so again, we appreciate you as always riding with us. Uh, continue to, to look out for the next episode, which is going to be our next installment of the NBA series, Mentored by Advice. Diversity. Uh, again, you're not going to want to miss that. We're continuing the theme of mind mapping. So it's going to be a, a special uh, opportunity for, for you to learn more uh, from somebody else and, and to give us an opportunity to, to cap the month of March off and just really tie everything up with a nice bow on this mind mapping, which leads us to our mind mapping challenge. Uh, we've been talking about investing. So this is an opportunity for you to invest in yourself, invest some time, spend 14 days with us, spend 14 days with yourself. It's putting in the work and putting in the time, going through these mind maps in more detail uh, will help you through the activities. Uh, we're going to have a special uh, closed group for the individuals that decide to invest in this opportunity. Um, it's going to be a small investment, uh, but an investment nonetheless uh, to take advantage of this 14-day mind map. So again, check the show notes. There'll be uh, information in there for you as well. Um, Reach out to us, contact us. If you want to leave comments uh, and leave us a review, we definitely appreciate that. Leave comments in uh, in the YouTube channel if you're one of our, our watchers uh, as well. Again, we read them, we engage, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you never know, your comment may also spark and inspire the next topic in one of our next episodes. Uh, so be a part of the process. Meet us in the Legacy Leader community on Facebook. We'd love for you to meet us there. Many more uh, engagements uh, and conversations going on there much more resources that we have available for you uh, every Wednesday, still going live, cold brew and convos with your L3G coaches. Uh, you can always catch the replay on the YouTube, but if you're there live, we do Q&As. Again, you can engage and participate in the conversation with us. We'd love to have you there. Uh, follow us on um, Instagram as well, at Legacy Leadership. You can follow Devon at Leadership Docent. Follow myself at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr., Always appreciate the love and the follow. Uh, and of course, Legacy in Leadership podcast, LinkedIn, Facebook, and of course, on our YouTube channel uh, that continues to sprout and grow as we nurture the community with the hotness that is the Legacy in Leadership podcast. So we thank you for your time. We thank you for having us. We thank you for investing your time in this uh, podcast, in this listening, in this edutainment that we provide you. Take action. Put it to work, invest in your relationships, invest in your health, invest in your finances, and you're much, a much, much happier and joyful life. So until next time, Legacy Leaders, we thank you very much. God bless y'all. Just listen to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast.
hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.